Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, and the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And welcome back, everybody, to the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron Jones. And we got a great show for you guys today. We got a lot to talk about, a lot going on this week. Uh, but first, let's get into what we've been up to this week. Uh, Malcolm, anything new for you this week? What you've been playing, man? What you've been up to? Uh, I've been good. Uh, yeah, no, I've been playing some Miles Morales, some Man Eater, you know, due to PlayStation Plus and. I think that Retro City All Stars game came out, or maybe not retro, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, that's basically been what I've been up to. What about you? Not much, man. I've I've recently started playing Doom Eternal for the first time, and I gotta say it is a remarkable game. Uh, I streamed it yesterday, and I still didn't beat it. I was trying to beat it all week because I wanted to review it uh, for the review section of the podcast this week, but it's, it's a 20 hour game, so. Um, I didn't have a chance to finish it, but it is an amazing game, and hopefully I can finish it within the next week so I can review it next week. Um, I played a little bit of that, and then I played Insurgency Sandstorm, which is a game that you played recently, and uh, and I played it because you recommended it, and I'm a huge fan of like war-type games. And I will say that while I can see the fun in it, it, I was getting a little frustrated personally because I can't go into that game the same way I go. Semi-realistic. It's very <laughs> realistic. I yeah. mean, I can't. You can't play this game for anybody who hasn't played Insurgency Sandstorm. You can't go into that game playing it like you do a Call of Duty or a Battlefield. Um, one shot and you're done. Uh, this isn't. Well, one shot to the head. Let's let's ease it back. You can take bullets. Yeah, if you get headshot, yeah, like in real life. Yeah, but yeah, it's a realistic shooter. It's it a does very get realistic. Used to, yeah, but yeah, if you don't, yeah, uh, it's for people who want to break from COD, and I very much did. So yeah, if it's for those people, yeah, I would say it's uh, in terms of its realism, it's definitely up there with games like Arma Three, because Arma Three is like one of the most realistic uh, war. It's basically a simulation, in my opinion. So it's one of those it's that's the top tier simulation war experience for me. And I think insurgency is like right up there. You know, it's interesting. I was playing I was playing because it's free this weekend. And if you guys uh, I don't know if it's too late now, but it's free this weekend. And I was playing it. And the people who play that game often know when a noob is playing because a noob wasn't throwing smoke. They weren't calling out anything. So they they were getting on like the the voice chat and was just being like oh we got a bunch of noobs in here oh my god and then you had some noobs who were just like yeah i'm a noob i'm just trying this out man this game fucking sucks <laughs> so i thought that was pretty funny it's probably uh, call that's, the, that's what you get when yeah when you do those free weekends yeah yeah but Unfortunately. I, I mean but, yeah. i I, I can't say whether I will buy the game or not. I am leaning more towards buying it, but I'd have to wait for a sale. Um, they are right now, Cameron. What are we talking about? What? How That's much why is there's it? There's a free weekend. 15. How much is it? Oh, it's fifteen. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll probably buy it after the show then. Because um, I did, regardless, I did have fun with it. I did have fun. I just need to get used to that style 
that re realistic style of it so um yeah that was uh that was all fun and uh, that was all fun and uh, i enjoyed it but uh i definitely think that um we should probably do like a because it is multiplayer so we should you have the game right you bought it or you did you do the free oh yeah it was gifted to me okay so it was gifted to you okay so yeah we'll definitely have to play um when i uh when i buy it but uh yeah moving on now we're gonna get into our game, game of the week, week. And game of the week this week is Mass Effect the Legendary Edition. <laughs> and I know that uh, Malcolm has uh, <laughs> I know Malcolm has a huge issue with this game. We've talked we've talked extensively offline about Mass Effect the Legendary Edition. Um there's so many different levels to this topic that we wanted to get to. Recently this week they came out with a trailer, launch trailer for Mass Effect the Legendary Edition and they went into what the game's going to have, what the game's not going to have. You brought to my attention, Malcolm, that the game is actually going to be missing uh, some DLC, some important DLC. Uh, well, it depends on what your definition of important is. But yeah, the uh, the first game's DLC got scrapped because the source code was corrupted. And, you know, EA doesn't want to recreate any new assets. So I didn't see them making it anyway. So, yeah, so that's what it does. Well, I mean, and we talked about, because you said that this, there's no need if you're a Mass Effect, well, you talked about how really the company's practices- Cameron, each were, game is $20 right now. <laughs> they're, they're, okay. Each game right now. It's $20. And you can get EA access for a dollar on Steam. Just saying. Is each game $20 including the DLC and, all, and everything? Or is it just the base uh, game? I think Mass Effect 3 is $30. Okay. Well, but again, EA Access is a dollar right now, and you can play all of it, so just saying. Well, here's what I'll say. If you currently already have the Mass Effect collection, I wouldn't... You wouldn't have the... Oh, I No, understand. I mean, like, the trilogy. Like, already have the trilogy on, like, PC or something. Um, I wouldn't get the Legendary Edition. Um, my thing... My thinking is, if you are curious about mass effect and you've always wanted to get into the series like let's say your introduction to the series was mass effect andromeda or something and you always wanted to play the original trilogy then i would justify yes you you should buy yeah, the Legendary i would Edition. also justify that you get ea access for a dollar because <laughs> it's not worth 60 dollars of your time no not i i don't think it's worth 60 maybe 40 Maybe that's not what you said the other day. That's new. But, but yeah, because I thought about it. I'm just like massive. Well, the thing is that Mass Effect trilogy is everywhere on PC and you can use, like you said, EA Play to play these games. And there's no need for a person who already owns these games to really drop 64. I don't know for it to look prettier. A texture pack. Yeah, yeah. a texture pack. It's not a it's not a remake, people. It's a remaster. Um, and it's running in Unreal 3. They didn't even have the decency to run in Unreal 4. That's too much effort, too much work. Yeah, take too long. Um, and I, well, my mm. argument with Malcolm with that was the fact that they probably didn't want to spend too much time trying to remake the first one and just concentrate their resources on the next Mass Effect after the, the third game, like the new and game as that they I making. said, they completely failed on a whole other game, and then they removed all the DLC. So where what happened all that time? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But again, I, 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 I don't know. Are defending uh, a sixty dollar game that's I don't not think, worth sixty dollars? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Will I buy it? Yes. Yes. But not when it's sixty. Yeah. I will have to like okay. try and get some kind of like discount or something like forty dollars. Forty dollars seems reasonable because I don't. I've never played. Uh, not I don't know because they never played, but I've never finished the first Mass game. Two. Mass Effect or the first one. The first one and the second one. I never finished them. Played them. Never finished them. So I would love to go back and have those in my collection on PC, especially Time for you since to get EA Play for one dollar. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially since I haven't. I'm I'm transitioning more from console gaming to PC gaming full time now. I mean, I think after I beat Mafia, I won't be using my PlayStation anymore uh for anything other than like Diablo and that's about it. But uh but yeah, so Mass Effect Legendary Edition's been in the news. Uh people are excited about it. Uh Malcolm isn't, but that's okay. <laughs> uh but you you have an issue. Well, not an issue. It's a big I issue. Have an issue. It's a, it's it's a big issue that everybody has that they took out um the the butt shot, if you will, for lack of a better word. Wasn't there like wasn't there like a, a No, it's no, it's not an issue. No, it's um no, you're right. They there were more like suggestive camera poses and they're trying to take them out or recenter the shots so that it's not as apparent. But like there's some things you can't fix unless you redo all the assets, which they're not gonna do. Which in so my opinion there were is a dumb. lot of low angle shots of like basically the left half of the screen is just you know, a female's backside and behind, right? So like, you know. This is what I mean. It is what the game is. They are changing it. I think it's good that they're changing it, but obviously some fans are going to be upset. It was just it was big news because you know they were barely doing work on the game and they decided to do that. It's just interesting. I don't know why a person would go back and change something like that. I mean, it. I I get it, but I don't get it. Like you really want like what are they going to do? Just change the camera placement or just take out That's that? What they did. Yeah, that they. That's what they. That's the, all they're going to do. Change oh, okay. the camera placement. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess that, that, that makes sense. Because well, they can't change the animation. So. Yeah. Because well, that would require changing the assets. So, anyway. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's our game of the week. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's been in the news. I mean, people have been talking about it on social media. Trailers have been coming out for it. Uh, people were upset that, you know, the DLC was going to be taken out. You know, people weren't too happy about that. But what can you do? Oh, and the multiplayer, don't forget that. Oh, and the multiplayer, yeah. So, uh, was multiplayer introduced in Mass Effect 3? Um, as far as I'm aware, I only played 3, so... Okay, so, yeah, the the multiplayer in Mass Effect 3 is going to be taken out, uh, which I'm not upset about, because I, really, I didn't really play the multiplayer like that. I didn't think it was, like, that big of a highlight for the game. You know, I know some people are upset about that. It is what it yeah, is with me. it's taking out features from the game, and then packaging it, and anyway... Yeah. yeah, but features that nobody really used. But that's not true. That's a just because five hundred thousand people weren't playing the multiplayer doesn't mean people <laughs> don't play it. I think people will still buy the game regardless if there's oh, no. Oh, we've, we've established that, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's our game of the week. Moving on to unpopular gaming opinions. Um, now this is the segment of the show where we give our opinions on games that you know people just aren't fans of and the majority hate. Uh, do you want to go first, Malcolm? Uh, I mean, it's just the—it's basically what I've been saying. I'm not a fan of the new Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and also their Collector's Edition comes with a, a wearable helmet, which would be great if it wasn't one size fits all. Which basically says if you got a big head, it ain't gonna fit. <laughs> so I'm pretty yeah. frustrated with that too. <laughs> That—that's uh, 
unpopular about not wanting the new trilogy. Yeah, the legendary. Well, sorry, the old repackaged trilogy is more accurate. <laughs> I mean, it's the at the end of the day, I get on Rockstar about the same thing, selling uh, people the same game generation after generation. I mean, they're doing it again with GTA Five and Red Dead. I think they're going to come out with PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X versions of those games. So I um, doubt Red Dead Two is going to do that. You think? You don't think so? I think there'll be an upgrade, but I don't think there's going to be like a new hey, sixty dollars, please. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that. They're not gonna get away with that. Yeah. Um so my unpopular gaming opinion this week is Uncharted 4. Now I know a lot of people uh love the Uncharted series. I mean me and Malcolm are one of them. And I know a lot of people love Uncharted 4. Me personally, I don't. I think it is not the weakest of the series, but I do think it is probably like the second weakest, only because I felt that it didn't take enough risk and you can chop that up to in in the beginning stages the game switched directors and neil Druckmann took over as gaming director and i guess for me i thought that what he did with the last of us that him being the director and writer in uncharted 4 the game's story was going to be much more dark and much more sinister than the previous entries and i knew it was gonna it wasn't gonna be too dark but i expected like characters to die i expected you know consequences to be had i mean i i'm fine with the addition of of nate's brother that's cool but um nobody there, there was no stakes and i know malcolm you talk a lot about how the dynamic between nate and his wife and how she almost didn't come save him um and how that's a huge deal and it is but for me, that game just didn't do, didn't go as far as I thought it could go, given the team that was behind it. Had a great ending, closed the chapter on Nate as a character, but I just felt that it didn't take enough risk story-wise. And for that, it's not, it's not the best Uncharted for me, uh, personally. Um, so yeah, that's my unpopular uh, game. That's our unpopular gaming opinions. Moving on to reviews. Now, Malcolm, you have uh, two reviews this week, right? Miles Morales yeah, and uh, Matt, Man and Eater and Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us, uh, first, tell us about uh, Miles Morales. Uh, you have your PlayStation Five and you played Miles Morales. Uh, tell us what you uh, thought about it. First of all, anyone who's a fan of Spider-Man PS4 will love this game. The only unfortunate truth is it really feels like an expansion. The game definitely, it's about, it's about like maybe 10, maybe 15 hours, something like that. Probably more around 10. But there are a lot of things to do around the city. There's, you know, different types of crimes, different types of people you can meet on the street. Um, actually, Miles Morales uh, swings differently because he's afraid of heights, which is actually pretty cool to see. And obviously the biggest function in the game that's just the best is the haptic on the controller. You really feel the electricity. You really feel like if someone like was flicking a switch, you can feel that on the haptic triggers. Or if you're like running on the street or you got hit by something. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's arguably like the flagship game for the PS5 because it just showcases it so well. And with the um, with the introduction of the Tinkerer as the antagonist or as one of the antagonists in the game. It's just a it's just a wonderful experience that I think can only be done on PS5. 
couldn't be done on any other uh, system or even PC, unfortunately. And wow. we get to see the story of Rio Morales uh, running for... Uh, she's running for office, basically, in Harlem. Yeah, and mayor, it's, I think. It's, yeah, I think she's running for mayor. And Miles is helping her with her re-election campaign, and his friend Genki's involved, who you see in Spider-Man PS4 for a little bit. And they're actually working together being the Spider-Man, basically. So it's definitely a lot of fun. It's very impactful, heartwarming, uh, emotional at times. Gameplay is just phenomenal, top-notch. As an expansion, it's definitely a 9. As a game solo, it's more like an 8.5. Okay. But it's still a great game. It's just a bit short for my taste, and the, for the price, it's a little hard to get used to that. But if you did buy the remaster for Spider-Man PS4 with it for a total of $70, then, whew, man, I, I guess it is worth it for 70 for sure. Because, you know, you have a full game and an expansion and all the DLC from the PS4. So if you're getting that version, it's definitely like a 9.5. <laughs> so you get like a full experience. Right, right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, definitely. Um, for Maneater, unfortunately, no names are required. <laughs> you are a shark, and I love sharks. And you literally grow from a pup, like a little baby shark, into basically almost a megalodon. Holy shit, really? I didn't yeah. know they start you off as like a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you have to eat your way. You got to grow, and you can find mutagens, and you can like customize your body, your face, your tails, your fins, everything. Interesting. And you, you face off against uh, apex predators, other than you, of course, and different animals in the ocean, and you attack hunters and humans. And it's basically just a revenge story, so nothing too special in the story department. But since it's tripwire, it, it is a lot of fun. Very arcade feeling, feely. So if you like arcade style good stuff and you like sharks and biting things, it may just be for you. Uh, unfortunately, it is a $40 title and it just got an upgrade for PS5. Um, so as a $40 title, I'm not a huge fan. But definitely for $20, maybe $25 or if you got a free with Plus, great. Because that's how I got it. Uh, somewhere around like a seven, maybe. Uh, it's a little disappointing, but it, it was a lot of fun to play. If you just for the gameplay alone, it's worth playing. So probably look out for a sale. So definitely a seven. Definitely. Um, that's awesome. I do plan on um playing Miles Morales at some point. Uh, I did see. I do know the story because I watched the cutscenes because I knew I wasn't getting a PlayStation for a while. And I just wanted to know the story, and you know, I I, I love the story. Wasn't the biggest fan of the ending, but you know, it, it Miles Morales just is another reminder that Insomniac is killing it in uh, with these Spider-Man games, and I cannot wait. I know Spider-Man Two is going to be oh, and that crazy. was the biggest thing that me and Camera left out. They teased what's going to happen to Spider-Man. Yep, too. Yeah, which also was teased in uh, the at the end of Spider-Man PS4. But it, the tease was a bit more clear. Yeah. So that was cool. So it's definitely worth it just to see that as well. Yeah, most most definitely. I'm very curious about, um, because there's still a lot of villains that they didn't introduce that are in the Spider-Man lore that they could introduce in Spider-Man 2, the game. Um, and I can, just judging from 
how they've pushed it with these first two games. I can tell that Spider-Man 2 is going to be very dark and very heavy and intense. Like they they're going to go they're going to go uh all, be much all more out darker than like Spider-Man PS4 though. It's going to be very light and going to have very dark moments, but I don't think it's going to be like all all around dark. No, okay, I'm talking about in terms of I mean, I hate to go back to compare it to this trilogy, but the Arkham series, right? Um, Arkham City has a lot of has a lot more darker moments than Arkham Asylum. Uh, Arkham yeah. City had a lot more stakes and character. Think it had higher stakes than Asylum. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Batman was in danger. Oh, you mean the fact that more people were in danger? Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna just say because. Batman by himself with no backup, basically. Well, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. and I think that in Spider-Man, the Spider-Man Two, the stakes are just going to be higher. Um, it's, oh, without it's, a doubt. And and the the villain that they're going to have to face is going to be much tougher, obviously. But I just think that in terms, when I say darker, I mean that there's going to be a like the the little moments that you saw in Spider-Man PS4. Spoilers, you know, if you guys haven't played Spider-Man PS4, but the little moments where miles dad dies or like um when you have those emotional moments between peter parker and otto octavius as the final boss and peter parker's just you know torn up about how you know what otto has become essentially and you're just gonna have more of those moments it's gonna be more emotional when i say dark i don't necessarily mean like death i also mean more emotional like there's gonna be more well, I think moments. darker's. Uh, it's probably better to say tonally. Tonally, yeah. There we go. Yeah, sure. Because uh, when I hear darker, I think like all around. All oh, okay. So, yeah, 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 I get what you mean. Yeah, there'll be darker themes uh, that they go through. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, but this review for Spider-Man Mor Miles Morales obviously is non-spoiler. Uh, we may eventually do a spoiler review, but just not at this time. Exactly. Because not a lot of people have PS5, so they haven't had a chance to. And it's to fairly play. a new game. Yeah, it came out in November, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna do it for reviews. We're gonna move on to. What's that game? And uh, we have three uh, different games each this week. Uh, I will go first, and then we will go back and forth. So this is my first one, and full disclosure, I'm not a comedian, so. <laughs> this probably won't be as funny as it comes off, but it's funny to me. Um, <clears throat> you weren't your father's first choice to take on the Emperor. Oh, Force Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny because it's technically true. <laughs> like, um, if you guys are fans of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I know Force Unleashed probably isn't canon, but it's based on the movies. But I, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. It wasn't his father's first choice. All right. Go ahead, Malcolm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be referencing Gabriel Iglesias, arguably like one of the best like just a great comedian, basically. Um a, a ring a ring gives you power. Oh, it must be fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Uh Shadow of Mordor. Oh my god, yeah, that's great. <laughs> ring gives you power. No, because uh, the reason I'm laughing is because I remember that stand-up, and that's like one of my favorite jokes from Gabriel. He's a great comedian, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's great. Um, let's see. which What's the next one I'm going to do? All right. 
um, when the game is a better movie than the actual movie itself? Uh, X-Men Origins. Yeah, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I bet you guys out there probably didn't even know they made a game based on, uh, you know, that movie. But I will, I can confirm that it, 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 they did. So <laughs> there you go. All right. What's yours, Malcolm? What's your next one? Oh boy. Another Jaws film with Brody. <laughs> oh, and more explosions. <laughs> more explosions. Jaws unleashed. <laughs> now I will say, I honestly thought going back to that man eater thing i thought that was a jaws video game in the no. beginning you know what i mean Yeah, if it was it actually probably would have been a worse game oh really oh okay yeah <clears throat> all right because i'll i guess spoiler warning but the game is really old uh so jaws unleashed uh basically changes the canon jaws dies in the movie but doesn't die in this game and this is like later <laughs> Where Brody's son, Brody, uh, <laughs> tries to capture uh, Jaws, the, the original Jaws, and study it, and then tries to blow up that Jaws, and the ending is Jaws still lives. So the moral of the story is uh, sharks are immortal, so stay classy. <laughs> stay classy. Stay classy, America. <laughs> All right, so for my final one, I know this isn't going to be as funny, but... I tried my best. Uh, finally, the game where I can choose the red pill and end it early. Oh, no, you didn't say red pill. Oh, <laughs> you know what game it is. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, for the sake of the show. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, it's, it's the Matrix, but it's Path of Neo. Path of Neo. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, finally, a Fast and Furious product that Tyrese can't screw up. <laughs> Fast and Furious Crossroads. <laughs> Technically, he didn't need to be there to screw it up. Man, it I'm do still, any more damage. I'm still mad about that game. I'm still mad at the fact that they thought that that game was going to be, like, fire. Like, they dropped that trailer at the Game Awards a couple years ago. And they thought that shit was going to be fire. The problem is they didn't have Tyrese there. See, if he was there, the hype would have been really up. So yeah. <laughs> they keep forgetting Vin Diesel isn't the star. It's Tyrese. Uh, sorry, if that's not coming off as sarcasm. But <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for What's That Game. We're going to move on to... Rumor has it. And we only have two rumors this week, but uh, they're pretty they're pretty extensive uh, rumors. I'll start with uh, the first one is Ghost of Tsushima is going to be coming to PlayStation 5. Um, PS5 upgrade. PS5 upgrade, which I figured they would do. I mean, didn't they say that um, every game that comes out in the latter years of like the PlayStation 4 has to also have like a PlayStation 5 upgrade? It has to be upgradable to PlayStation 5? Yeah, basically. So it's nice to hear the rumor that it's being worked on possibly. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 really um that's really awesome. That means that I cuz that means that I can just wait to get a PlayStation 5 to play Ghost of Tsushima. I don't have to use my PlayStation uh, 4 to play it, but uh that's that's really that's really awesome. And the next rumor that we have here is GTA 6 leaks. Now, there's been a huge leaks 
uh, in terms of uh, you know these rock star developers or rock star you know form people bringing out. Last week we talked about how they're gonna bring out uh, they're gonna remaster the trilogy for the original GTA uh, video games, but this week a new leak came out saying that GTA Six is going to take place across the nineteen. 80s 70s or 70s and 80s they saying it's going to be like a uh, a generational thing similar to how red dead used chapters in in the game like across like a whole year i would assume gta is going to do the same thing and it's going to pl- take place in south america and uh, miami and they're saying mm-hmm. that the npcs you know are going to be overhauled but they also are saying that it's going to be a denser city but it probably won't be super big like everybody's expecting so it'll be maybe the same size uh as gta 5 or 4 but it'll just be so super dense and i think that that uh, goes I, it'll into probably it. be smaller than gta 5 because gta 5 was a lot of dead space because it'll it was probably a lot of mountains, be more like gta yeah. 4 yeah well, it's not that there's a lot of mountains there's a lot of desert there's yeah a lot of dead space yeah um, but yeah, no, if it's like GTA 4, but with a, a very dense area, I think that's great. Yeah, that, 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 that is, that is amazing. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sold on GTA 6 just yet. Uh, I have to see a trailer. I have to see if what these rumors are saying are true. Cause if not, I mean, I could honestly care less, but, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for rumor has it. Now we're going to move on to the next segment of the show, which is film related greats. Um, last week, uh, we put up a poll on Twitter, um, basically debating which game was better between half. Was it? Yeah, it was Half-Life 2, Half-Life and Are you really going to just forget the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Half-Life and Doom. And well, you won. So. Unanimously. Yeah. With That's one that part, one vote. One vote, people. Unanimously. <laughs> One vote. Uh, it don't matter if it's an inch or a mile. Okay, Dom. Uh, a win's a win. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, it's too too zip for me. Uh, maybe I'm just not making good enough arguments. Hopefully, hopefully that'll change with this uh, because we're gonna be uh, discussing the Force Unleashed versus Shadow of Mordor. I'm on the side of the Force Unleashed. Malcolm is on the side of Shadow of Mordor. And as always, with these debates, we will be discussing story, gameplay, and why the game is great. Uh, I went for this week. We're going to sorry, really quickly. Uh, for this week, we're going to be using Google polls. Yeah, Google polls uh, instead of uh, so you'll be able to see it on our Instagrams, our Facebooks, things like that, and be able to vote and not have a time limit. Yeah. So just thought I'd throw that piece in there. No, absolutely, absolutely. So definitely stay on the lookout for that and. Uh, don't be afraid to vote, guys. Don't be afraid to, to vote and let us know what you all think. Force Unleashed uh, versus Shadow of Mordor. You start since I started uh, last time, uh, last episode. This game is basically a prequel to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So for all Lord of the Rings fans, this is just an instant classic game just to start with. Basically the whole point of this game, because, oh wow, this is actually going to be a weird one. It's been a very long time since I've played this game. And this is going to be the weakest story argument I'm going to ever give on the podcast. Uh, you are fighting and confronting Sauron's orc army. And you are taking um, taking the ranks from the orc army to infiltrate and stop them. 
you start off as a character who is a not an elite, but basically a, a fine soldier in the military. And his family is killed in front of him and he is killed. But an elven soldier kind of like uh, not like a banshee, but some like a spirit tied to the earth uh, connected with him. And now our character cannot die. So he tries to convince him that we need to stop this army and build this ring so that we don't have this, you know, raging chaos in the lands. Which is, you know, obviously we don't want that. And, you know, they eventually stop them until the sequel. So that's the a short and sweet version of the story. The story is very complex, a lot of layers. They're, um, they use the, the Gollum dude. Yeah, Gollum. Yeah, Gollum's actually involved in the game. Really great performance by Gollum in there. And the story is great. I am just not well-versed in a game that came out in 2017. It's 2021. Well, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a good start to... The story aspect. Well, for The Force Unleashed, ladies and gentlemen, let me just start off by saying the game starts off with Darth Vader still hunting Jedi, the surviving Jedi from Order 66. He goes to the planet of Kashyyyk to kill this one Jedi with extraordinary strength, and he finds out that there, that this Jedi has a son. And this son is incredibly powerful, strong with the Force. So he takes this kid and basically trains him uh, in the ways of the dark side and basically becomes Darth Vader's apprentice, secret apprentice. And he uses the secret apprentice to go down and hunt the remaining Jedi that have survived order 66 in the hopes that once he's finished, he will be strong enough with the dark side to join Darth Vader into destroying the emperor and ruling over the galaxy. And what makes this story so amazing is the fact that it plays with the idea that Darth Vader had before Darth Vader tried to use Luke to do that same thing, he had a secret apprentice that nobody knew about, not even the Emperor. And it, you go on this amazing journey with this character and learn more about how through talking to and befriending a Jedi master, I think his name is Coda, uh, I could be wrong, but you basically learn that, yo, maybe the side I'm on isn't the right side to be a part of, and that maybe there is another way. And you interact with a lot of people from the Star Wars lore, and you have some of the most well-thought-out stories, well-thought-out original stories in terms of Star Wars that you've ever seen in a video game form. My opinion, I think it's much better than Jedi Fallen Order, only because of the fact that the story is not complicated but it's very engaging and you find yourself at certain points not only hunting down former jedi but also hunting down sith and uh the resolution and the and the uh, ending of this game is something that leaves you in suspense leaves you in awe depending on which ending you get there's two different endings uh, but both endings are incredible, and you can tell that whoever made this game really loves Star Wars, and I think this was the last Jedi-related game that was produced under Lucasfilm. You know, I mean, series, besides The Force Unleashed 2. I think this, this and The Force Unleashed 2 were the last uh, Jedi 
game that was published under LucasArts. So, so yeah, there's that. Do you have a rebuttal to that, or should I move on to? Uh, you want to really? move on to gameplay? You're gonna ask me? Okay. <laughs> Do you have one? That's a bit cocky. That's interesting. <laughs> you know what really sucks about Last uh, Jedi Fallen Order, or sorry, Last Jedi. One of those. <laughs> uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, right, yeah. You were saying Jedi Fallen Order, so that was the last thing I thought about. Okay. Uh, my game is canon and lore. Yours is no longer canon, period. None of it matters. Just the fact. It's not an opinion. That's it. Mine is canon, because it's, it's a prequel. So, yeah. Okay, so you're you're going based off of what's canon and what isn't. Okay. If we're talking about games that are related to film. Yours doesn't even matter in the overarching story of the of the Star Wars universe. Okay, that's fair. You got me on that. But do the movies reference Shadow of Mordor? Yeah. <laughs> like the char- like the main character you play movie, as in the game. The books do. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Yeah, well, the books do, the show, the movie does, the show that's coming out, I'm sure will. Yes. Well, uh, I have no rebuttal to that because I yeah, can't. Maybe I can't. that'll teach you to, uh, you got a rebuttal, or we gonna move on. I'm sounding like Tyrese. Cause I gotta Sounding a little bit like Eric, Eric Cartman there, actually. But, um, oh, wow, interesting. Okay, so that's going to do it for the story po- portion. Kyle. So... The reason why, one of the main reasons why The Force Unleashed is so memorable is because it literally gave you all the powers. People with a stick, yes. What? No. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Good. You're doing okay. It basically gave you the full powers of what it would be like to be a Sith, and it did something that Star Wars games don't do anymore. Well, really, not a lot of games do anymore, and showed a dismemberment in a Star Wars game. You were cutting off That's people's... That's not in Last Jedi? What? That's not in Last Jedi? Last or Jedi? Fallen Order. You know what I'm... I'm no, very stuck on no, 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 it's not in Fallen Order. There is no dismembering of dis- anything. Uh oh. Which is why I say, again, Force Unleashed is a better game than Fallen Order. But I digress. The point is, is that you got to dismember clones in a Star Wars game. And you basically got to utilize the Force in all types of interesting ways. For example, if you were in a ship, you can literally lift some sort of heavy battery, throw it out the window, and all the clones would like go out, out into space. And I just love that little level of detail. Also, you can literally lift clones in the air and strike them with lightning and basically crush an entire... You basically you brought down an entire Star Destroyer. That, that alone, that mission alone, where you brought down an entire Star Destroyer with your bare hands because you're that strong with the Force is literally why I say this game is the God of War of Star Wars games, because you literally had these huge action set pieces that you would only, you never even gotten movies that you only dreamed about uh, seeing, and you got to ex- actually experience that. Not to mention, you also got to have memorable boss fights, and actually really smart boss fights. Um, and another reason why I say it's like God of War is because the boss fights were not... Com- they they had button mashing, which was really cool. 
I know uh, some people, you know, don't like that, but I think it fit well in the Force Unleashed game, and it brought another level of uh, action and um, technicality to the game. Uh, so definitely that is why I say that the Force Unleashed has the better gameplay, because it was actually you don't it, it's the it's it's better because you don't see gameplay like that anymore you don't see gameplay like that being made anymore in in fantasy games uh that have set pieces like that are on par with like uncharted or or god of war um in a star wars setting so um yeah that's my uh gameplay argument interesting so your argument is basically you're a Jedi, and you get to play like a Jedi, and you get to blow up. What would you say they blow up? Well, you don't blow up anything. You bring down a Star Destroyer. You bring it down. And how do you bring it down? With the Force. Right, and you bring it. So do you get to actually actively bring it down, or are yes. you pressing a button? You're holding a button, like... You're, oh, holding you're holding the holding you're holding the analog stick like back and you have to like maneuver the analog stick to bring so it down. You're just moving shit. Correct? What's okay. your what's your point? Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty simple. Okay. That's, that's not really that intru I mean, it's okay. No, I'm saying that I'm just, I'm saying I'm just the trying visual. to get a clear picture. The visual is you're holding a button and moving a stick. Understand. That's not no. Okay. No, no. I'm saying that. Oh, the, that's not what happened. <laughs> I'm Is saying that not what happened. Are you trying to tell me there's some other fucking combo you did? Because I don't. I doubt it. No, I'm saying that the visual and the and the 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 visual oh, of bringing cool. But gameplay isn't the visual. Gameplay is what you're doing and the visual combined. They're not separate. Where are you going with the this? Visual can be as cool as you want it to be. Now, the tough part about this debate. Is your game was in the early 2000s. Mine's in the 2010s. Okay. So gameplay is going to be a bit harder to compare, but I'm going to try because camera thinks it's not possible. So if any of you are familiar with this game, you know about the Nemesis system. This is arguably one of the coolest gameplay mechanics I've ever heard of, and it's been recently trademarked, or not recently, but a bit ago, by Warner Brothers. It basically uses memory techniques, which means that a game can remember actions performed that become part of the narrative. It turns enemies in the game will remember what you have done the more you come into contact with them. Now, that's just one aspect of this amazing game. You actually get to play as two people in the same body. So you get to play as someone who uses swords, and you get to play as someone who uses bows and arrows, and there are shadow abilities because you're basically a ghost as well. You can do certain types of long jumps and certain types of combos that are actually intricate. And you can literally turn people, like orcs, into like, well, your servant army, basically, which is insane. And then you can get those people to rise through the ranks through the game. And when you die, the reason I, talk, I talked about the nemesis system is... The person who kills you gets notoriety and goes through the ranks for just killing you. And then there's a bonus for coming back to try to kill him after, and he remembers you. So certain types of actions are the way maybe you tried, tried to kill him before it didn't work. Now he has a defense against that. So it's an ever-growing game, and no playthrough is the same because of this system. 
arguably one of the most interesting gameplay mechanics I've ever seen. And it's a bit more interesting than moving a stick and pressing circle. It just is. So <clears throat> no matter how cool it looked. Okay. So you talk about systems that the game has. I would like to bring up the fact that Shadow of Mordor's combat is basic is not complicated because it borrows heavily from the Batman Arkham series in terms of its dodge system and combat systems. Uh whereas Star Wars The Force Unleashed is an experience that hasn't been in any other Star Wars game ever and hasn't really the amount of freedom that you have in that game to kill enemies whichever way you want and utilize the environment around you like however you want isn't in a lot of games nowadays whereas shadow of mordor literally is basically has the same combat uh mechanics as the arkham series number two i so think before well, before you continue with this so so batman uses the sword right and uses the bow. I'm talking about in terms of dodging mechanics. Jumps. Right. So you're talking about one <laughs> aspect of an entire gameplay of all the gameplay mechanics. You're talking about dodging. Right. It utilizes the dodge. That has nothing to do with combat other than one aspect. Well, you can of say many. You can say that honestly, Shadow of Mortar's gameplay, a, you've seen mm, in other games before. That's my point. <clears throat> that's the point of the Nemesis system. I'm saying on top of having the Nemesis system, you can make all the complaints with the, the complex, whatever. The combat actually is a lot of fun. I'm not saying and arguing it's complicated. Then the Nemesis system is incredible. And the fact that you can actually make characters become your army is the heavy gameplay mechanic I am impressed with. The fighting on the other hand, it's cool. It's nothing like super new, but it's cool. It's fun. It's notable. But it's the nemesis system I'm really like obsessed with. So you're saying that <clears throat> because this game has a nemesis system, that's what makes it better gameplay wise than the force. Nemesis Unleashed. system. Yeah. The nemesis that's, system that's, is is is. So what you're saying talking is about from gameplay <clears throat> as well. We're not talking about everything else, but the nemesis system is a big part of it because we're talking about gameplay. And on top of that, being able to create an army of your own people out of touching them in the head. Oh, and the fact that everyone remembers when you killed someone or they killed you. That's like never been done before. Ever. All right, well, <clears throat> it's, it's a huge deal. All right. Well, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the audience is going to decide uh, what they want and who who gave the better argument here. Now we're going to move on to why it's great. Um, so do you want to uh, go first? Or you want go ahead, man. All right. Pretty good. So why The Force Unleashed is great and why it's so memorable is because, you, like I said before, they have yet to make a Star Wars game that's on par with this. You can argue Jedi Fallen Order, but again, it's not quite like The Force Unleashed because it's, it borrows more from the Souls games than anything. Uh, the Force Unleashed is basically if you were to take the mechanics of God of War and put it in like a Star Wars setting, but give yourself, give the character, give the player more freedom to use the environment however they want. And you get to experience this 
different side of the galaxy and different side of uh of the empire and you get to run into all into all these iconic characters from the star wars lore and it's just an incredible it's an incredible feat that hasn't been duplicated by you know uh ea or anybody because the amount of and how dark that game was and how sinister it was to actually let you dismember people and 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 throw you can literally pick up a stormtrooper and throw him out like out of a window throw him over a bridge and i think that the amount of freedom the amount of fun the amount of uh action and boss fights that that game has it's it, it's it's to a, a point where it's still being talked about today to where every time there's a there's a new studio working on a star wars game they automatically hope that it's like a force unleashed three or something that's in the force unleashed world and that that has that same uh technical combat action so um yeah that's why i think force unleashed is better than shadow of mordor yeah, no, for Shadow of Mordor, we're talking about living out a Tolkien fantasy. Arguably one of the most well-known book series of all time. And we're getting to see movies, and now we're able to actually play games. It is an experience like no other, regardless of how may, some people may feel of the Nemesis system. Arguably one of the most interesting things in the industry right now. And I can't wait to see what else they do with it. But what they did with it in this game makes it almost a timeless classic. It is just one of the best games you will ever play, and it is worth all of the money. Just base game, not even including DLC. It is so it's that much fun. So that is why it is better. All right, well, guys, as always, you guys will be the deciding factor based on our argument. Based on our our arguments. Ugh, that was on twister i don't know why based on our arguments uh let us know who won uh we'll put it up on uh google and we'll be able we'll come back here uh next week and let you guys know who won so be sure to vote uh but moving on to topics of the week we got a we got a lot of topics here to talk about uh pretty big ones number one we have an uh fallout mod uh, topic that is quite disturbing but you know it has a nice resolution at the end um so basically there was a fallout new vegas mod called the frontier uh that came out and apparently um there was this person who put uh posted animated pedophilia content on like in the inside the game to where to the point where they actually had to take the content out and i think they did they i think they fired the person who put that in there right who put that oh, yeah they yeah yeah they got they got rid of that person so if you guys were wondering like where that mod went uh rest assured it is back they put it back in there um so and i'm I, my thing is why would a person do that did they think that they were being clever in putting like pedophilia content in a video game but saying oh it's well it's hidden so they can't they won't be able to tell and i'll never get caught kind of thing um it's honestly it's honestly really stupid 
it's really fucking stupid and disgusting that a person would put that kind of shit in a video game in a mod in any kind of, in any kind of content like why would you put that shit on there i hope that i really hope that uh not only that they fire him but they reported him to like authorities or something because that's not that's unacceptable yeah there isn't yeah it is unacceptable first of all second of all i mean it's unfortunate because the people who create these mods work a long time they don't necessarily work for money they do get donations which is wonderful it is called the frontier i highly recommend it they did remove the untasteful things that that artist unfortunately did and i really love the fallout community especially the modern community so this is just unfortunate mm -hmm. but moving forward you know hopefully you know we don't see something like this ever again yeah uh big spy which i guess is a person who works uh, on the mod uh, said that they apologized for their temporary silence um, and that they weren't aware of any of this. None of the team were, but they rest assured that the person who was fired and let go and who did all this uh, is not a writer of the project. So that's a good thing. And, you know, like I said, he's been terminated. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm glad that, you know, they finally put the mod back and that people can uh, enjoy the game again or enjoy the mod again. But uh, next story here. We got Final Fantasy. Um, the Final Fantasy creator has created a project with 3D dioramas. Now, I looked at this before we recorded the, before we started the podcast, and I wasn't sure what I was looking at at first. I saw the pictures. So apparently, what I'm gathering is that he took a picture or took videos of like little small sets that he created, and you're, he basically put the characters in those realistic well in those real photos and videos to where your character is going to be walking around in like these real sets that that were built and i think that 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 is freaking amazing to me um the technology that is used to do that i mean i don't know much about 3d dioramas but the technology that's used to do that if he's if he can pull this off not i, I really do think that you're going to see other um game developers and indie people use this sort of strategy and and technology that he used for their games because i've never seen anything like that where you can actually put you know a, a video game character and play a video game in a realistic video world i mean the closest thing i can think of is like snapchat where you can like have your video on like your table or something and then you're bitmoji will start dancing on that table or whatever but uh right well that's ar oh okay. yeah i mean you can think of it like ar that's that's a good way of looking at it um there are shows like gumball who use actual like pictures of locations in real life and then have animated characters in front of them right the technology has been used before but it's never been done quite like this and it looks phenomenal it'll be on the apple arcade I don't think there is a set release date, but as of right now, a membership is, I think it's like five bucks a month or $4.99 a month. Oh, okay. Or $5.99, something like that. But this is something we're definitely going to be following. I'm very interested and curious. These are the makers of Final Fantasy, so it's Square Enix. So, okay. Very excited to see what happens uh, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But moving on to uh, the next topic here. Now, Square Enix, we all thought that because of avengers right that and that and that horrible disastrous launch um i don't even know if people still play that game i think that they lost most of their uh fan base but um 
despite all of that, they um, it looks like Square Enix is actually going to turn a profit this year. Um, they had a decline in sales in the second and third financial quarters. Um, but and they're also going to enjoy a 12 uh, 12% increase over the previous uh, financial year. Um, and apparently it, it's, it has a lot to do with the Final Fantasy VII remake and their HD, uh, their HD collections. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I don't see, I don't see Marvel. I don't see them fixing Marvel's Avengers anytime soon. I don't expect Marvel's Avengers to contribute to that at all. Um, but yeah, it's nice to know that they're still making a profit. I mean, in this day and age where we're still in this pandemic, they're, they're able to still make a, a profit even after a big loss. It's not often where you see a studio who after a gigantic failure of like a, a, a game launch where they're still able to turn a profit. I mean, granted, Square Enix is more than just the one game that they put out right. that one game. They release a lot of different games and they have a lot of different hands in other projects. So. Um, it makes sense, but you know, I'm glad that they're still able to turn a profit. I mean, especially as you said during these COVID times, with yeah. everyone on staff. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just excited to see what Square does next, and I'm glad that they're doing. They're on the up and up. Yeah, especially yeah. with Final Fantasy 16 being announced. Yeah, for the PlayStation, right? Yeah, is it it'll a PlayStation as well? Oh, okay. I thought it was a PlayStation exclusive because that's where I saw the video. Well, it probably won't go to Xbox, but we'll see what happens. I, yeah. <laughs> I hope it does go to Xbox. I mean, because you know how Xbox will want to retaliate and you know want to make what? Like, well, anyway, yeah, it's a whole other. Yeah, it's a whole, whole other, other thing. Yeah. Um, but moving on here, uh, we got a call, a new Call of Duty coming out this year. Uh, I don't know why this is like a surprise to anyone. Uh, call of Duty games have been coming out um every year. Well, surprise because Cold War came out this year, right? Or was it late last year? I thought it was I late remember. last year. It must have been late. Yeah, late last year. So it just seems very soon, but it is every year, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a new Call of Duty game. Uh, I I don't think I'll buy it because uh, because around that time Battlefield Six will come out. So I will be all about Battlefield again, um, because that's what that's what happens with me. Once once they stop once I stop getting interested in Battlefield, I'll go to Call of Duty. And then once Call of Duty's like boring again, I'll go back to Battlefield. But um yeah, I mean for me, uh maybe if they do another Call of Duty set in the modern like in the rebooted Modern Warfare series, then I'll then I'll consider buying it because I was a huge fan of the Modern Warfare reboot that they did. So I hope that they continue with that uh specific uh series. Um but what do you think about this, Malcolm? You you played you played Call of Duty Modern Warfare, right? Uh the newest one? No, I did not play it. Oh, I okay. played Warzone. Oh, okay. And I played the beta for Cold War Cold War. That's about it. Okay. I um, mean I played the other stuff, but yeah. Um are you yeah, excited I mean I might pick it up. One? We'll see. Yeah. Uh I'm excited if it's good. That's kind of just where it is. The multiplayer has been the same for a long time, so yeah, absolutely. they have a lot to prove for someone to drop because it's probably going to be more than sixty dollars. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> we're going into the transition into fifty nine ninety nine to sixty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll that's see right. what happens. If that game will be a sixty nine ninety nine. So yeah, it'll just depend. And 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 going and 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 going back to Activision for a second. 
uh this is uh still a part of activision but uh kind of a new topic apparently activision is um going to stick to um remasters they're not they're not going to drive away from not doing remake they're going to stick to uh because you know how they've been getting successful remakes and remasters like crash bandicoot and everything like that they said that yeah they said they're going to stick with that which i think is you know it's cool yeah it's it's very smart especially good yeah yeah the good ones i mean there's some good ones so if you know you're going to make money from it i mean why not do it yeah which is why i don't know why rockstar doesn't do it but who knows i mean it's rumored that they will but honestly when it comes to rockstar i don't believe rumors you know that that's the one company when rumors come out about it i really don't believe it um until it's actually there um because we've seen so many rumors for them from years when it comes to bully and then we find out later that they canceled that so you know it is what it is but uh moving on to the last topic this week battlefield 6 now battlefield 6 apparently uh is rumored to have so before in the battlefield games it was 32 versus 32 and i think on consoles for a while it was like 16 versus 16 but um 32 versus 32 now in when they come out with battlefield 6 dice is saying that it's going to well rumors and dice are saying that it's they're going to up the player count and it's basically going to be 60 versus 60 which makes it 120 players in game which is so awesome and they said that they're also going to upgrade the levolution system and if you guys don't remember what the levolution system is it's basically where you'd have moments during multiplayer where uh if you were in a city they would have a a, a levolution where a building would crumble or if you were like on an island, they'd have a levolution where uh, a, a boat would crash into the to the uh, to the uh, island and basically change the landscape of the game. So I'm really excited about Battlefield Six. Um, it is probably my most anticipated game for uh, this year, and it is also going to come out in 2021 along with Call of Duty. So we're gonna get the old Call of Duty versus Battlefield rivalry back um which is which is cool we haven't seen that since 2016 so i'm really excited uh i'm a huge battlefield fan um wasn't a huge fan of battlefield 5 um no 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 not, i wasn't a huge fan of battlefield 1 battlefield 5 was okay but i really enjoyed uh, the modern setting uh in terms of battlefield and i know that i know that dice is really going to go all out because call of duty has been kicking their ass for the past couple years so they really got to co- come out and really show what they're made of. Um, but uh, what do you think of this news, uh, Malcolm? I mean, I'm excited. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's uh, it's also going to technically be uh, well, not technically, but they said it's going to be cross-platform that you'll be able to play with people. Oh, that'll be a big deal. Yeah, a huge big deal. Um, but it'll be at a disadvantage. People keep forgetting. Someone with a mouse is always going to be more accurate with someone with a controller. I don't care how fast you have your sensitivity on a controller. Exactly. So, I mean, it's cool, I think, for like people on Xbox and PlayStation, but we'll see about, you know, the PC. Yeah. I still think that it's more fun to... For, it's a, 
a shooter is more fun on a controller because you have the trigger. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying that's a fact, but like being oh, able mean, to pull the you're trigger. You're talking to someone who likes controllers. I mean, I still very much use controllers on PC. Right. So like if you're playing op, if you're playing like Sandstorm, Insurgency Sandstorm, that is not a controller game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a, and that maybe that's why I kept dying so easily. Like I don't remember. Oh, you used the controller on that game. Oh, yeah, man, that'll do it. That yeah, was you, yeah. You can't do that. That yeah. was my that was my um that was my mistake. And I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to use controller because it didn't have like the little controller figuration option on Steam. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not able to use it for this game. Uh, but I don't know. I'll give it another shot. But uh, yeah, guys, that's uh, gonna do it for us on this week's episode of the Land Cable Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We definitely will be back here next week. Um, any closing thoughts, Malcolm, before we uh, head out? Yeah, just, you know, hope everyone's staying safe and staying healthy. I know these are difficult times and really appreciate you listening and hearing us talk about video games for a little over an hour. So just <laughs> keep it safe. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it safe, everybody. And, uh, you know, let us know if you guys want. Let us let us know on Twitter. You can follow us at Jonesboro6 on Twitter. Let us, know what, let us know what games you guys are playing. Let us know what games you guys are most excited about um because there are uh quite a few games coming out this year quite a few games coming out this year that i'm excited for and uh you know i hope that this year i'm able to get a playstation 5 we'll see what happens but there is a shortage show so um we'll see what happens uh, we'll that. always have your ps5 news and we'll be able to still uh play the ps5 games thankfully exactly malcolm has that all covered so we're able to, you know, talk about everything, which is which is good. But uh, anyways, guys, we're going to get out of here. We will see you all next week. You guys have an amazing weekend. Peace. Deuces.